Okay, you ready? Yeah, okay. Okay. Welcome back to the West 14th Podcast. I'm your host, Ravi Schwartz, co-artistic and producing director here at West 14th. And today I have the pleasure of sharing a conversation I had with Caden Hingisbach, an incredibly talented actor who will be performing in our virtual production of God of Carnage this Sunday and Monday night, May 30th and May 31st at 8 p.m. EST. We spoke about Caden's love for acting, his approach to playing morally complex characters and what virtual theater means to him. We hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Caden Hengisbach. I'm an actor and a writer uh, from LA. I'm studying drama and film at Tisch right now, and I'm playing Michael in God of Carnage. First question is, when did you start acting? I mean, I've always really been acting. Um, like it started with just like pretending and playing as a kid, you know, and I would get super into like role play. Like, I don't know, like my brother and I would just play like, whatever and I would be super into it and it kind of just grew into this this passion for acting uh, I never really when I first started doing it like when I first did my uh there was an after school program at my elementary school and it was a sketch comedy it was either sketch comedy or it was improv and I didn't even register that I was acting I was just playing like I was just pretending you know which is what I always had loved doing. Um, and then it just kind of blossomed into acting, you know, and I kind of just climbed the ladder. So it started with an after school program at my grade school and then middle school drama and then high school. And now here I am at Tisch, you know. For a lot of people growing up, theater and drama acting is like a fun hobby. Um, and then at a certain point, people have to like make the decision to be like, oh, maybe it's not the smartest thing to like pay a lot of money to get a degree in this or like, so do you, do you think you can pinpoint the moment when you were like, I need to do this professionally and like, this is what I need to do? Was there like a show that you did, a movie you saw? I think from a very young age, I just kind of always knew this is what I was going to do. Um, and I say that as a theater student who has no actual professional experience. Um, so who's to say that the point hasn't actually come yet where I have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. But um, I have no intention of doing anything else. And I, it started from back when I was like, I was just this kid. And I was like, why don't I just do commercials? I feel like I could, I feel like I could do that. And I was just sitting watching like Saturday cartoons. I'm like, I'm funnier than this guy. I'm <laughs> like, it can't be that hard, right? Um, and then, like, as I, as my involvement in acting, you know, progressed, you know, with, which, with each step, it became more clear to me that, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Like, it's not like, oh, this is fun. I like doing this as an elective credit. Like, I, oh, this is what I want to, like, be doing the rest of my life. And if I'm lucky enough to, to do it for the rest of my life, I'll never actually work a day in my life, you know? <laughs> yeah. People always ask me this, and I feel like it's, like, such a gross question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Like, what draws you to acting? Or, like, is there a part of it 
that you find meaningful? What draws me to acting is that I can be someone else. I can pretend to be this person, pretend to be this person. And it's not that I am not comfortable with being myself. It's just I like to be other people as well. I, it, just, it just really appeals to me to, to be able to become someone else and live as that person. And then what I find meaningful is how that person can affect others who are watching. You know, like maybe uh, there's, an, there's a message within the character or, or that character represents something to someone. And I think that's where it's not just me enjoying what I do. I now have this responsibility to, I, that message is on my shoulders. You know, what that character represents is my, it's my responsibility to embody that. And I think there's, it's, it's kind of, it can be, it can be intimidating sometimes because you don't want to screw up a character that, that might mean a lot to someone. It's a very interesting point because as much as inhabiting other characters helps teach other people things about themselves, I also feel like as an actor, when you inhabit different people who have different belief systems or who have different experiences, it can also teach you so much like about yourself. Oh, so, most definitely, yeah. Human beings, we're always so like stuck in our own mind and in our own like thought patterns and like ways that we think. And like being able to like inhabit a character and step outside yourself for like a second and realize that like you're not, we're always so in our head and we feel like we are like the center of the universe and like everything that we perceive is like what's right. But like stepping outside yourself can teach you so, so much about yourself and like the way that you think and react to things, which is so cool. Yeah, totally. So can you tell us the story of how you started doing shows with West 14? When did you start? What were your experiences? What roles did you play? Yeah, um, I, I was not in the first show. I was not in Elvis, Maine because I had just come off a whole semester of doing uh, of, of acting in front of my laptop in my bedroom and I was very turned off to the idea of getting right back into that. Um, but then after watching Almost Maine and seeing how great, you know, how, you guys did an amazing job and on top of that raised a bunch of money for a great cause. And so it was very inspiring. I said, well, I have to, I have to get in on this because this is something special. And uh, at that point, I knew I was taking a gap year off NYU, and so, you know, I had the time, and I, I was able to um, commit to the next show, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. Uh, when I heard the news that you guys were doing uh, Sense of Sensibility, I was like, oh my god, that's going to be such a fun challenge, because I, I think I have a good British accent. <laughs> I thought it would be super cool to kind of just push myself, you know, and say, okay, let's, why don't I just do a whole show at, as a British dude and see how it goes. And we all did really well. And I think that cast was, I was talking to Nora the other night about how well cast that show was. I mean, everyone just fit their role perfectly. So yeah, so I really enjoyed my time with Sense Sensibility and it was a really fun challenge. And then, when it came time to audition for God of Carnage, I was like, oh man, this is a beast of a show. This is a whole different kind of challenge. You know, uh, Sense was fun. It was like, okay, let's see if I can pull off uh, a British accent and be this kind of douchebag type of guy. 
Um, and then we have God of Carnage, which is like, oh my god, I have to play a just detestable human being. And it's it's such a it's such a complex show. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because it's so it's also so simple. It's one scene, it's just four people talking about their kids and just things just spiral out of control. Who would who would have thought that that premise is so complex? But these characters, they're incredibly nuanced and it's it's one Michael Novak is without a doubt one of the most challenging characters I've ever played. I think, you know, the show came out in the 2000s, the early 2000s. Uh or maybe like right before the 2010s, I think. And so this play has been done time and time again. And I'm sure there's been a number of interpretations of the play. Maybe they go all out comedy, maybe they go all out serious or maybe some, you know, land in between. And so trying to find, trying to find where on that line, like how you're going to play it, you know, because you could play them, you could play every scene as if it was like a slapstick comedy, like like an Adam Sandler movie or something. Yeah. Or, or it could be an incredibly heavy drama. And so finding where on that spectrum you're going to lie, that's kind of like the first thing I had to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, and then I started trying to like find, find the character. Like I had the lines. Um, I, I knew what tone we were going to go for, for the show, but for the longest time in rehearsal, I, it, I was just, it was Caden reading these lines and I was acting like I was, I went through all the emotions that I was supposed to be going through, but it was me being that character. I wasn't the character yet. And I think only in the last couple rehearsals that I actually find Michael Novak. Yeah. Like this show is a dark, dark comedy. And so it's really hard to kind of find like where you are and like, not making fun of the characters but also establishing that like we don't think what these characters are doing or saying is right by any means and like finding like the human inside these like really complex characters who on the surface are like really not the best no yeah and you you have to like you have to discover where that comes from yeah i don't think people are born terrible you know mm-hmm. there, it's a sequence of events that creates this person you know, he grew up, like, let's take his masculinity, for example. Mm-hmm. The whole show, he's he's fighting to maintain his masculinity that he had when he was a kid. But he grew up in this era where if you beat some kid up that's bigger than you, now you're the top dog. And now here he is 30 years later in the new in, the, in a new society that where that isn't accepted. You know, it's that it's those type of things that you have to understand in order to play someone who's so poorly behaved. Like it's it, you can't just say, oh yeah, he's just he's just like this. He's just a bad guy. Like no, there's it, it, there's it, something led up to this. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Why should people choose to spend their Sunday? And Monday nights with us on May thirtieth and thirty first. <laughs> what a soft, what a softball question. Um, <laughs> just, t- just tee up the uh, the shameless plug here, um, because we're working really hard on it. And uh, if you couldn't tell from 
this conversation, we poured so much thought and effort and sweat and tears, literally sweat and tears into the show. And it would be a shame if no one saw it because it's great. Also, spoiler alert, it's really going to be really, really good. <laughs> yeah. What is one difficult part of doing virtual theater? And then what's one part that is great? Um, I don't have to always wear pants is the, is the best thing about it. Um, <laughs> no, it, the most difficult part is hands down just not being in the room with everyone. Mm -hmm. it's it's something I never thought I would do we're not in the room touching each other and moving around and there's no it's a different energy you know how you know like when you're doing a show and even just when you're in rehearsals or when you're actually doing the show there's an energy there's that there's that vibe between everyone on stage you know it's it's like a, an actor's high yeah almost. you're not able to connect with an act, another actor 100% because there's that barrier of, you know, the virtual world. Um, but the best part, I think the best part is that we're just able to do it. That we decided, okay, we're not going to let the pandemic and, you know, the state of the world right now affect our, our creativity. Um, and in fact, we used it to our advantage. And I think the best part of uh, acting virtually is just the fact that we can and that we did. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tickets for God of Carnage can be found on our website, west14theater.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at west14theater.